Rebecca Garvison could feel the passenger's eyes rolling as she walked towards her seat carrying her newborn, Riley. They were flying from Kalamazoo, Michigan to Fort Rucker, Alabama, where Rebecca's husband was stationed. Minutes into the flight, Riley wailed. A nearby couple glared, so Rebecca moved. Riley was still crying when their seatmate, Nyfisha Miller, asked if she could try holding her. Riley quickly fell asleep in Miller's arms and stayed that way throughout the whole flight. Nyfisha Miller, you will never understand how happy this act of kindness has made my family, Rebecca wrote on Facebook. You could have just been irritated like everyone else, but you held Riley the entire flight and let me get some rest and peace of mind. Generosity, giving it all. How many of us have found ourselves in a situation similar to that where we needed something right then and there from someone else? And today, God invites us to give of what has been given to us so that his love and glory can be shared with everyone. From 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verses 10 through 15. Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be for praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength. O Lord our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I, and who are my people, that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you, and we give only what you first gave us. We are here only for a moment, visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. God is the one who gives us everything, and it is our responsibility to give as what has been given to us. Today's passage, if you would like to turn in your Bibles or go through your Bible app, is from 2 Corinthians 8, chapter 8, verses 1 through 7. Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles, and they are very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it out of their own free will. And they begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. They even did more than we had hoped, for their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us just as God wanted them to do. So we have urged Titus, who encouraged your giving in the first place, to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving, 
Since you excel in so many ways, in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to also excel in this gracious act of giving. Today, as we talk about generosity and giving it all, I want us to focus in on that last verse in the passage. Since you excel in so many ways, in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. You and our church may excel in many areas, but God urges us all to be generous. And as we look at that passage, even in their need, those churches in Macedonia gave cheerfully. They gave with a cheerful heart. They gave with a heart that is pleasing to God. Now, God isn't asking you to be bad stewards of what you've been giving, but to be good managers of the blessings of time, talents, and treasures. Prayerfully consider what it is that God will have you give. Is it your time? Is it your talents? Or, or is it a part of your treasures? Is God asking you to give more out of your time, out of your talents, or out of your treasures? And when I talk about time, I talk about your relationships, the work that you do, the ministries that you have. That's the time that God has given you to share with other people and to share in a workload and to share in sharing Christ with other people. And something I found about relationships in Scripture comes from Luke chapter 6, verses 36 and 37. You must be compassionate, just as your Father is compassionate. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will all come back against you. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. How many of us have found ourselves in a situation, in a relationship, where we need to forgive that person? They have wronged us, we've been hurt, and we must move on, and we must forgive. That's giving of our time and energy to that relationship. And that's giving to others. Because forgiveness is something that God asks of us and God asks us to do. Is God asking you to give of your talents? Is God asking you to give of your skills, which include the giftings that you've been given, or your learned skills? Is God asking you to do hobbies with someone else? Is God asking you to share your interests with others? I know for me, I have a lot of interests, so I tend to um, agree with a lot of people when it comes to um, like video games, TV, sports, music, a lot of those things. I have a lot of interests, so I can relate to a lot of people with that. And I think that when you do that, you're giving of yourself to someone else, and you're able to receive something back. And is it your skills, like I said before? What have you learned that you can help others with? Are you good at woodworking? 
That's something I'm not good at, so I would not offer my skills as a woodworker to someone else. <laughs> but maybe someone is. Or maybe you're really good with computers and you can fix every problem that anyone could ever think of. Or maybe you're really good with cars. Or maybe you're just really good at listening. You know, a lot of people need to hear a lot of things, hear other people just sit and listen in silence. They need that. And that's something that I'm learning as I am working um, with the rescue mission. I'm learning to listen and to, to listen to others. And from scripture, we get in Psalm 41, 1 through 3. Oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor. The Lord rescues them when they are in trouble, and the Lord protects them and keeps them alive. He gives them prosperity in the land and rescues them from their enemies. The Lord nurses them when they are sick and re restores them to health. Now this kind of poor can be any kind of poor, not just poor in finances. Is it your treasure? Is God asking you to give of your treasures? Is God asking you to give money to charity? Is God asking you to tithe more than you've already been tithing? Or be continuing to be faithful in the same amount that you've been given? Is God asking you to budget your finances a little bit better? I know I've heard that one before. Um, my wife and I are, it's a new year. We started the new budget thing before the new year, so it's not just a new year's resolution that we're just going to do for three weeks to be done. But that's something that God has asked of us, is to budget better, so that we can give in a more efficient way and not be worried about our own finances. Or is God asking you to give of your treasures of your possessions? Do you have extra clothes right lying around? Do you have extra toys lying around? Do you have extra food? that you can give. I don't know what it is for you, but I know that God is asking you to give more of what you've been given. Because it's not all yours. It's His. Amen. And He wants you to share with others. And when I think of giving up your treasure, I think of the story from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, Verses 41 through 44. The widow's offering. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. And then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Barely enough at all. But Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything that she had to live on. Talk about giving in your need. And she knew it was God's, and she gave it back to God. In this story, Jesus was watching those people come and give their offerings to the temple. He probably saw many rich people come by and put lots of money in that offering box. But that poor widow 
caught his eye. Jesus remarked to his disciples that offering is worth more than any bigger offering than those rich people gave. Because she gave out of what she had. And all she had was little. Is God asking you to give of your treasures? Do you have a few bucks lying around? Do you have a few bit of clothing to lie around? Lying around? Do you have skills and talents that you can give to other people? Do you have time to give to the Lord? Do you have time to give to other people? These are the questions that I want you to be thinking about when you think about the passage from Corinthians. It's cool that those churches in Macedonia gave out of their need and that they were cheerful givers and they excelled in many other areas. But I think God was really talking to us and saying, you need to be in that act of gracious giving. You need to be a part of the giving that I have so freely done with my son Jesus. God gave his son to us. He gave us everything. And what do we owe him? We owe it all. And we can slowly but surely give back to God. To giving through other people, giving of our time, giving of our talents, giving of our treasures, giving out of our blessings. And today's sermon in a sentence is this. Give out of your blessings. Give out of your time, talent, and treasures to those who have less. And you say, Aaron, who has less? There are a lot of people that have less. They might be living next door to you. They might have less. It might be the guy who's standing in the car parking lot with a can. Or a bucket. Bundled in all kinds of things. <clears throat> wanting money. For whatever reason it is. But he's in need. He seems to have less. Maybe it's a co-worker. Who's struggling at home. To deal with their kids. Their spouse. Or maybe they don't have a spouse. Maybe it's just a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Or maybe they're just dealing with family problems. They have a need. They have less. Or maybe someone's car is broken down on the side of the road and you just so happen to know how to fix cars. So you stop and you ask what's wrong and you try to get them some help if you can't do it yourself. Or maybe you can. Maybe you have the tools ready. God has given you blessings. What is it that you must give to him? Give to the people who have less. What is it that you must give? Giving out of God's storehouses to others will give God the glory. And remember, this isn't for your glory. This isn't to say, I gave this much in charitable donations this year. Look at me, I got a gold star. Forgive it. This isn't that. It isn't, I've helped this many people, so God, I'm checking that off my list of things to do as a Christian. 
No, it's not that. It's not reading your Bible longer than anyone else you know, giving up your time to God and saying, look how pious I am. No, it's giving out of the blessings that you've been given. It's giving so much from God to others that it may even hurt a little. But you trust God that he will provide for you. Because some people will depend on you for your giving. Time and time again, even. You know, I have small children. Sometimes I feel like I give them 14, 15 little snack packs of something. But they just keep coming back for more. <laughs> and I'm like, didn't you already eat this one and this one and this one and that one and this one and that one and this one and that one? Yes, but I'm still hungry. You may find yourself in a situation like that. And let me tell you, long-suffering. <laughs> long-suffering. But doesn't God do the same thing with us? Don't we constantly ask Him and beg of Him for something? Whatever it is, I know I've been in that situation. I'm going to share a quick story um, from my own life. Katie and I were newly in our house. We were expecting our first baby. I was working full time. She was working part time. We had had the finances to get our house. We had had the finances to keep going. And then all of a sudden we got behind. We got behind on the one thing that you don't want to get behind on when you own a house. We got behind on our mortgage. And that was one of the scariest times that I can think of. Even growing up poor, even growing up with a family who didn't have a lot and pinched pennies, literally down to the pennies, we kept track of our finances. But being in a place where you have a big home and you know you're supposed to be there, and you know you're supposed to do great things, and you know your family's gonna take root there, and you know you're gonna grow, but watching it slip away from you, and knowing that you're working, and that you're making money, and that you can pay for it, but somehow it just keeps missing month after month, and you keep getting in the hole. I cannot tell you how much I prayed for the same thing over and over and over again. God, please let us not lose our house. Please let the money line up at the right time. Please let something happen. A miracle. I know you don't send million dollar checks in the mail, but something, Lord. Something. And sure enough, God did send something. And we were able to pay for what we paid for. And it came at a time where we needed it the most. And that was out of the blessing of someone else a long time ago that it blessed us now. So you may not feel like you need to give to someone right now. But the things that you do with your time, your talents, and your treasures, 
may plant a seed that will grow into a tree that just keeps giving. They say money doesn't grow on trees. But I say that blessings grow out of the heart of the people who love God and want to share. And that can blossom to a beautiful thing and help someone else in need. So you may not need to give to someone necessarily right now. But sometimes you got to keep doing what you're doing. If it is that you're giving already. Because there may come a day when someone may really, really depend on it. And it may just be one time or it may be over and over again, like I said with my kids. Some people will depend on or do depend on your generosity to get through something or to get through their life. Then maybe, like me and my family, you have found yourself in time of need at one time or another. Maybe you found yourself in a place where you really need something. Can't get enough food on the table. Can't quite get your cars fixed right. Can't quite make your payments right on time for things. Or maybe you're really struggling in a relationship and you just need someone to listen to you. Maybe you found yourself in need at one time or another. And I know for me and my family, God did provide. And he provided at the right time, even though it felt like it was too late. It was still the right time. And for your need, that you can either remember or in your current state, God has provided if you remember a time of need. And he used someone. He always uses someone, doesn't he? It could be a neighbor, it could be a family member, it could be a stranger. But God always uses his people to do his work. And sometimes events happen, and things happen, but you come out, and you say, God, got that victory for us. He used that person. He used that event. And we got through. And I want you to think about how did that happen? In your time of need, what were the events that transpired? How did God use that? How did you, God use someone's time, talents, and treasures to help you? How did God bless you through their, bless, through their blessings? I want you to think about that this week. Because this is the first sermon in a sermon series about the life-changing power of generosity. I want you to think about how your life has been changed through the generosity of others or just the generosity of God and what that means. I want you guys to think about that. And now let's pray. Heavenly Father, you have given to us the thing that we crave the most, a relationship with you through your Son, Jesus Christ. And now, we ask you at this time to help us think
and to help us know and realize a time that we are in need or a time that we've seen others in need. God, help us to give what's been given to us. God, help us give out of our blessings. God, help us give of our time, our talents, and our treasures. God, help us with our relationships. God, help us hone our skills so that we may help others. And God, help us to budget our finances correctly so that we may be able to give cheerfully. And Lord, above all, help us to be obedient to you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you transform our hearts and our minds so that we may be people who give. So that Bay City Westland Church is known for the people in it that give and that do God's work and give God the glory and seek nothing in return. And God also, if we are in need, I pray that we all still persevere and keep praying for what it is that we need over and over again until it occurs. For we know that you will provide as you have provided in the past. Help us now, Lord, as we think about giving and we think about generosity and we think about what that means in our own lives. Help us to be Jesus to others and to give what we've been given. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, you're on a mission. Infusing people with the hope of Jesus, giving them hope, peace, love, joy. In other words, you're here to carry out the ministry of Jesus. The same things he did, he wants to do through you and me. So, go. You're sent.